0: I bid you welcome. Got a meal. We all go a
1: little mad sometimes. We accept no one of us. We accept no one of us. What's your favorite scary movie? Wolfman's God Mark! <laughs> <laughs> Good evening. and welcome to home is where the horror is a podcast dedicated to our love of horror i'm your host brian
0: and i'm monica
1: it's valentine's day in two days already can you believe it i
0: know
1: and we unfortunately weren't able to get an episode out last week so we decided we were going to do something a little special so you
0: know because it is valentine's day what's probably if you ask anyone to name a valentines day horror movie it's gonna be my bloody valentine that's the golden Go-to. standard
1: yeah that's for sure the one that everyone would think of there are a few other ones but honestly this is the the goat if you will and as we know with monica she loves her remakes yeah um
0: i mean i was going to make you watch valentine with david morianis
1: I guess one I, of my. I guess I'm lucky.
0: Favorite ones, but.
1: <laughs> um, he always looked like a chunky Nick Lachey to me.
0: Oh, I love David Boreanaz.
1: Don't <laughs> shit on my man. Tell me I'm wrong.
0: Don't shit on my man.
1: Am I wrong? He kind
0: of does actually. Uh, yeah, but exactly. yeah. Okay, but still.
1: Um, but no. So we decided initially we were going to last week release one episode that covered one of the films. And then this week, we were going to do the other one. Instead, you got a double feature ahead of you. We watched both the original and the remake. So we're going to do our regular reviews of each. But then at the end, we're going to do basically a side-by-side comparison. Mm-hmm. And there's so many horror remakes out there that we, bas- we said it might make sense once a month. Why don't we just do that? We do an original, we do a remake, and do a double feature. Because it's fun for us yeah. to be able to compare them side-by-side. So yeah, we'll go ahead, but before we get started with this, did we watch any other horror movies? Because I feel like we did. And it's killing me because I can't think of it.
0: I don't remember. Look, I don't remember what I did yesterday.
1: I mean, this is very true. I uh, I did watch a movie on that Tubi,
0: okay, that yeah. free
1: thing. Have you ever seen Stan Helsing?
0: I feel like I have.
1: Okay, so it's... It
0: sounds familiar. From
1: the same people who made, like, Scary movies. Yeah. It's in that vein. And the guy who plays Stan Helsing is actually Kevin from Shameless.
0: Maybe I haven't then. Because I feel like like, I would have remembered that. Well,
1: you think you would, but he's, like, clearly younger and doesn't look anything real. Like, he looks like a very skinny version of himself. Himself, yeah. But
0: not the not the nice beefy but he, version. But he's
1: basically a like a pothead who works at like a video store and then is trying to deliver videos, and they do every horror monster cliche, and he's got to fight them with his group of friends. And the one guy is the guy uh, Keenan from Keenan and Kel. Okay. So, yeah, that was. Um, I watched it, and I got angry knowing that you'd probably enjoy it way too much. So
0: that means I'm going to have to watch it. No, I, I have heard of it, and I think it's probably one of those things where every time I saw it, I was like, oh, i got to watch this, and I never have. But I, I, I do like him, so I'm going to have to watch it. You
1: don't got to watch it, especially because they show Wang.
0: I will definitely be watching it. I'm just it. kidding. <laughs> God damn it.
1: It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> so we decided, you know what? Why don't we start with the original My Bloody Valentine? So, babe... Take us away. Give us a little bit of info.
0: Um. Well, the original.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. You're doing, that's actually on me. That's so, you. Yeah. Yep. That, you're absolutely right. All right. So, released in 1981, this was directed directed by George Michaela with writer Stephen Miller and John Baird. He has a weird way of saying his last yeah. name. Uh, the general premise is there's a coal mining town that is trying to recover from a massacre that, uh, uh, you know, occurred 20 years previously when a mine shaft was basically collapsed and uh, there was one remaining, I think there were seven people locked down there and six were murdered by, wow, this is Harry, Harry, Harry uh, Warden, right? Warden, yeah. And he killed and cannibalized the other six, got went insane, was locked away in a psychiatric ward, and as I said, now it takes place present day, and they think he may be back, because people are starting to show up dead. So the whole town is in a tizzy, they're trying to get back to a normal life, there's a local dance they're trying to put on, and the townspeople want to get back in the mood for Valentine's Day. As I said, dead bodies start showing up, a lot of hearts inside heart-shaped candy boxes, and here we are. You end up with uh, My Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. So, before we get into things we loved and didn't like about that one, Monica, what is the uh, the rundown?
0: So, there are 17 kills, 6 screams. Are um, reoccurring for both themes as hearts? Because you see, you know, like you said, I counted actual... Human hearts, as well as, you know, heart-shaped boxes, decorations. Um, For this one, probably within the first two minutes, there was already too many to count. So, (laughs) literally, like, there were all over the town square. They were all over, like, the area that we're trying to decorate for the dance. I just kind of, I lost count immediately with this one. Yeah, we
1: actually watched the remake first, and that was much easier there yeah. wasn't as many. As soon as we got to the, like, the Union Hall where they're decorating, it was hot everywhere. everywhere. And she's just like, all right, I give up. Yeah. So I'd say if you if you had to guess a number, throw out there. What oh, do I
0: don't, like, hun- in the hundreds, probably. I'd probably
1: say easily, because unless we're... Because I was trying we... to
0: count. I probably, like, literally within the first two minutes, like, it was, like, over 30.
1: I'd say probably either just under 200 or in the mid 200s. Yeah,
0: something like, like that.
1: Still, lots of damn hearts. And the kills, we should say, that's a pretty beefy number for yeah. a movie of that time. I mean, obviously, people think of 80s and the slasher, but this this is 81. This yeah. isn't deep into the 80s. Sure, you did have some of the classics by this point, but this would have beat out the body counts for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, like mm-hmm. all these other staples. It's widely regarded as one of the first legit, crazy slasher mm-hmm. films. And it's for pretty good reason. Uh, with that being said, I will say that's one of the things I love is the context and the, I'll call it the creativity of the kills. Mm-hmm. Like you see things like the person in the laundry uh, machine, you see the, the opening scene, and I know we'll get to that specifically, but the kills are all just done in you know, how many ways can you kill someone with a pickaxe? Yeah. Well, we get to see a couple yeah. this one. So that was one of the things I really liked about yeah. it. What about you?
0: Um, I, I definitely like, um, and I know this was kind of when we were watching this, we watched the second. So I was kind of already comparing it to the first one. I liked the tension between like the three main characters, Axel, Tom, and um, Sarah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they, Axel and Tom, really did not like each other at all. And then like Sarah was kind of caught in the middle. Like she was really cold to act uh, to Tom in the beginning, and you know, obviously kind of warmed up to him and everything like that. But like I just like the dynamic between all of them. Like how. And I I, I made the tension. mistake
1: of not including the cast. And one of the things I loved is they're not big name actors. No. And what really makes me get into movies like this it felt real Mm -hmm. like it felt like a real town it felt like that little town feel as you said maybe they were all classically trained but the acting felt legit because they were so goofy mm-hmm. not perfect and yeah the tension between axel and tom was like
0: yeah damn they, like
1: these they really hate yeah each other. they
0: did not like each other at all
1: and i love when a movie is able to like that's even some of the charm of like the original friday 13th and some of those films when you get too professional in a horror film it can almost take it out of you mm-hmm. whereas this one everyone does a great job all the like supportive cast even the goofy friend who's over the top there always is a jackass like that yeah. at the party, so everything feels believable, and it feels like you get to know the characters, and you, it, it bothers you more when they die. Yeah. So, yeah, that was something I liked as well. Uh, the only other thing I mentioned was, I really, the sound design was unique. Mm-hmm. There were interesting sound cues, and kind of a fun fact, the composer actually made a different score for every person who died. They had their own unique okay. thing to it, so it wasn't just a reuse of the same thing over and over, and it was subtle, so it didn't. It might not have stood out to you, yeah. but like I kind of appreciated that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anything else you really liked?
0: I mean, I I like. I feel like, especially compared to like, well, know, yeah. Not really trying to compare, but like the miners, like seemed like miners, legitimate miners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they were weren't dirty. Boys. Yeah, they were dirty. They were just you know crude and everything like that. And like I, you know, they look like they actually put work in.
1: No, no, they did. Um, Yeah, and and I think all in all, I mean, I think there's lots of things to appreciate about this movie. And it's a shame when people talk about unless you're a diehard horror fan this movie will always be overshadowed by the halloweens the friday 13th nightmare on elm street i feel like it doesn't get talked about enough like it did a lot of really interesting things even Mm -hmm. with camera work and pov shots it was it was pretty interesting Mm -hmm. so what didn't you like about it um oh god can i make a guess (laughs) what was it the guy's nose
0: Oh, I forgot about that guy. No, I did not write that. That one guy's nose was extremely distracting. Like, yeah. it was so big. It was, <laughs> I, I couldn't focus on anything else. Yep. Like, he was, like, just a minor character or anything like that.
1: Huh? Get it? A minor character? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I made a funny, didn't even know it. Um, I want a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I know this is so stupid, but Tom, that thing that he has tied um, around his neck, like the scarf. That really bothers yeah, it's me. it's not
1: quite an ascot, but it is. Yeah, I
0: don't. It, it literally is like a little it's scarf. A, it,
1: it's a it's a bandana tied that, around. Yeah, his just neck. tied
0: around his neck. Like I don't I don't remember That's that a from Canadian cowboy. fashion. Well, yeah, like it's Canada, but like you know, don't know if that was really an. I know you're thing. old,
1: but you also weren't a teenager in the 80s.
0: No, but I still remember things from the 80s.
1: You can't remember last week.
0: But I, I have good long-term memory, just not short-term yeah, memory. Yeah, but
1: I, I do imagine a mining town in Canada is going to be different than North yeah, Philly. Yeah, that's true.
0: But so. I, I just, that really <laughs> bugs
1: me. Um, I didn't have a lot I hate it, but you know what I will say? And I guess if I you want to say spoilers... I felt like they could have been misdirecting you a little better as to who the killer was. Yeah. We were completely convinced it was, and once again, spoilers, that could have been Harry Warden. They didn't even attempt to make it seem like it could have been anyone else, so they reveal who it is. I guess maybe that's... It's weird. As I'm saying this, I'm like, the problem is we watched the remake. I kind of liked
0: that. I liked that about it.
1: Yeah. I guess I kind of want to take that back. It felt very... I guess the ending felt abrupt, although I loved how... See, I'm trying to avoid getting to the scenes that I know we're going to talk about. Um, I don't know. There, there, there were... Alright, I won't avoid... I'll avoid all those scenes, and I'll just say the only thing I didn't like is... And this is common with many 80s movies because they're building tension. Everything... There were so many moments that were just so unnecessarily slow. Yeah. And you're watching people do things that you don't need to watch. Yeah. It's like in the original uh, Friday the 13th, you watch the one chick make coffee. And that's literally the scene. Yeah. She's going back. Because, of course, yeah, you're expecting is the killer going to come out? This had a few scenes like that where you're, like, just watching the woman do wash before finding the candy. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. But still not much to complain about i'm nitpicking at best
0: well same thing so i have no issues with canada
1: Uh oh here we go racist
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but some things i couldn't take seriously just because of a boot yeah just because of their their canadian ways like yeah like everything a boot and like when they're trying to argue with each other, they kind of have that slight little bit of an accent that it just Thank makes you. it kind of funny. It
1: takes it takes you out of it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you giggling yeah. like a little hyena. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. okay. I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, but now, let's let's go ahead and dive right into the scenes. Um, I I want to start right off the bat uh, with the, the opening scene. I mean...
0: Which is what I
1: well I figured we have it, and it may tie into something else. I'm sure for both of us. But the opening scene, you have this, these two miners walking. The one miner starts taking off the helmet, and you see blonde hair. And then all of a sudden, you see a white bra, and you're like, "Ooh, okay, what's going on there?" They're about to get freaky, and she's starting to like try to get the guy out of it. He goes, "No." So she starts basically sexing on his air tube. Yeah, like, like she's
0: basically jerking his air tube off. It, they, I mean,
1: hey man, whatever, whatever turns your crank, do what you gotta do. But he's, uh, I guess, not there for that. And you'll notice the whole time you can very blatantly see a little heart tattoo yeah. over the spot of where her heart would be. And what happens?
0: He uh, actually well before they start you know she starts rubbing up on them she, he puts his like pickaxe on the wall and then uh he rubs his hand over the heart and once he sees the heart like you see his hand start shaking and everything and then he just picks her up and impales her onto the pickaxe right at like through the her heart and through the heart tattoo I
1: gotta say that's damn good accuracy yeah that'd be a tough thing to yeah get. yeah yeah but no yeah so that that right there tells you what you need to know about this film. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. This is how this is going to go. Yeah.
0: Um, so, the next one I have is the old crotchety bartender.
1: Yep. So he's, my next scene.
0: He's just, like, the whole time, you know, they're talking about party, and he's like, oh, you're all going to die, and this and that, and he's just that old, you know, person in town, just negative Nancy, and everything like that. So...
1: And you know what? That that is one of the oldest motifs. Like, think back to Dracula. Yeah. The townspeople warning someone: don't mm-hmm. go in, or something gonna bad gonna happen, and don't mock it. Da da da. It. I feel like you always almost want to have that because that gives a sense of like, he's an elder. He probably does know better. Yeah. He's trying to warn these idiot teens that he's helping get drunk. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: So, you know, there, there was going to be a party, but because they think Harry Warden's back and he's killing people, they decide to cancel the party. But then, um, you know, Tom says, oh, well, we can, we can have it at the mine. We have a rec room and blah, 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 this and that. So they're talking about this at the bar, and the bartender's there, and there's, like, he, they tell him, you know, don't tell anybody. So he winds up going to um, the mine, like, the night before, I believe it is, and he rigs up this dummy, like, with a pickaxe and, you know, the the string and everything. So that way, when they open up the door, the pickaxe raises up to try to scare them. And then he's sitting there, and he hears a noise after, like, opening a couple times to make sure it works. And then he opens it up again, and hears, we'll, we'll say it's Harry Ward, and here's Harry, and, you know, mm-hmm. he kills him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... I thought you were going the direction I went, which is I really liked the scene when he the that bartender is telling the story of mm-hmm. Harry Warden. Like it's the flashback scene, he's warning all the kids.
0: Uh, when he's in the mine.
1: And you know, the Harry Warden thing, it is crazy the idea, like, okay, these guys were stuck down there for weeks on end and when they cut to the part of Harry Warden, like laughing manically as it's yeah. chewing on an arm like that was way more disturbing than i thought it was going to be yeah so i like i always like those where it's like that flashback and he's being told by that guy who wants him to take it serious mm-hmm. so yeah you jumped ahead with that yeah <laughs> so what other scenes did you have
0: i mean i just kind of have the end so i don't do you have anything okay, in yeah. between
1: so the laundry scene i love and hate this scene because one this this very nice poor old woman just like who is so excited she is obviously like valentine's must be her halloween like it mm-hmm. is for us she's obsessed with this holiday she's got every like machine in this laundry room decorated she's decorating yeah. the whole town and uh she leaves the room comes back and there's a there's a like a little candy heart that or what are they called the
0: yeah like like the heart-shaped chocolates yeah kind of thing
1: she, is, she Her face lights up. She can't believe it. Oh, man, like, I, my Valentine. and She starts reading, and all of a sudden, there's a shadow cast over her, and it's the killer. And you're like, oh, man, like, they had to do her in like yeah. that. But then the follow-up scene is this cop looking for her, and he just passes, like, he sees, like, what he thinks are signals of where, like, what's going on here because there's hearts turned upside mm-hmm. down. He's going from machine to machine, walking by the very obvious yeah. laundry machine that's filled with blood. And he opens it up, and that poor woman, man, she she got it rough. Yeah. I, I, my only hope for her is she was already dead before she got put in the machine, oh, Yeah. which I think she was. She was, yeah. But still, I was like, oh man, that's that's when I did feel bad about dying.
0: Yeah, and then it's kind of sad too because like a little bit later on, there's a scene where the cops in his office and there's like oh there's a delivery for you and it's on your desk and it's a heart so he's thinking that it's you know from harry and it's one of the hearts inside the box and everything and he opens it up and it was from her that she had sent before she died and it was like be my valentine
1: and she thought her valentine's day thing was going to be from him like they clearly had a little thing so for him to find her was also oh yeah yeah
0: Mm.
1: yeah yeah, and then I think you and I both have the same for the ending, so why don't you explain it?
0: Um, so, yeah, so they're down in the tunnels. You know, a couple people die in the party. Everyone goes running, but here, you know, some of the people were already down in the mines taking, like, a little tour. So Axel and Tom are, like, you know, they're down there. Harry's coming. We got to go find them. So it, it's kind of going back and forth. Like, it's kind of questionable. Like, uh, I think Axel, like supposedly drowns
1: he falls falls they're they're going over this like little makeshift bridge it's very rickety and you just hear a wood crack yeah and you see bubbles and they can't get him like it's 60 feet down and we can't get to him yeah
0: and then at one point like tom gets caught in a collapse and everything and now it's just the two girls and they're running and um then all of a sudden like tom shows up so you're like, oh okay and tom shows up first again yeah, yeah yeah he shows up first um, and then they're sitting there and then you see, you know, Harry coming at them, um, hitting all the lights and everything, blowing them out. And then uh, comes to find out there's like a fight and it's the reveal that it's Axel. Yeah. And then there's this whole flashback scene about how Harry Warden actually killed Axel's dad yep. and Axel watched the whole thing. So, like, now he's traumatized and everything. It
1: basically made it seem like... That was the psychotic snap for him, but mm-hmm. he, he was apparently well enough adjusted to be normal all those years, yeah. and then this just brought it back, I guess. And
0: because I guess now they're doing the Hall the Valentine's, the, the Valentine's thing, yeah, yeah. But I, I do love at the very, very end when Axel gets away and he's like, Sarah, be my bloody Valentine.
1: I mean, he didn't do quite as mousy like yeah. that, it was more creepy, yeah. it was. That I, I had down here as my final favorite scene, but it was done in the way uh, you've, have you seen the original black Christmas?
0: I believe so. I felt but like I the think, voice it, yeah. he,
1: he used is that very creepy, like Sarah be my, like yeah. it was very creepy and it, it was like chilling. Cause then he starts singing like a Valentine's day yeah. song as he's disappearing right, into yeah. the mind. And you're like, Oh shit. Like that's creepy. Yeah. Um, you covered one of the scenes I also, I did want to talk about the iconic thing of the killer coming and knocking out the light bulbs. Yeah. I didn't want to say it until you mentioned this, but yeah, that I always, I like how that looks yeah. and it's, it's a well done. Like there's something about a killer coming, taking yeah. out lights. It's always a great shot,
0: which, uh, and actually I, I do have that as one of my scenes. Cause that's in the remake as yep. well. It's slightly different. So we'll go over that we when we get to that. Yeah.
1: All right. So then what was your favorite kill?
0: um so my favorite kill was the girl in the shower so um she's Mm. messing around with the guy and everything like that and uh the guy's like oh i'm I'm gonna go get some beers well first she's like you know what we need and he's like don't worry i got it right here and pulls a condom (laughs) out and she's like beers (laughs) so (laughs) he's like oh okay i'll go get them so he runs to go get some beers now meanwhile she you know hears something and then um again another kind of comparison to the the original. The outfits start coming down from the ceiling and everything and she's running around and Harry shows up and um, basically like she goes into the shower, and then you see him grab her. Well, then the guy comes back, and here's the shower going. So he's like, "All right, and yeah. you know, I think she's she's in there showering. And you mean he... when
1: he did his Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Oh, all all right, right. All right. right all, all right.
0: right. <laughs> As you said, the Canadian Matthew McConaughey.
1: That's what he is. Um.
0: So then, uh, he goes in there, and he, you see the shower on, and then here she's impaled at like the the, the nozzles the right through her through her mouth. mouth. So it's like her head is. Is,
1: yeah. is the shower the head showerhead. <laughs> yeah. yeah that here's the deal man like yeah that that is such a great creepy scene like with the with the costumes or outfits as you said hanging and, and he shows her like oh you pull the string and it pops down yeah once they all start popping down like it is just a great the way it looks it's building up the tension and the only thing it's like it kind of sucks is and i know this was in our situation where they just couldn't show it they never show you that kill. You just yeah, see the you just end see result. Man. Yeah. But that was still...
0: But incident. a lot of the kills were like that.
1: They were. There was only a couple that they might have showed...
0: Actually showed yeah. the actual kill.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, mine is a scene that you actually already mentioned. Liked. That drunk scene was hilarious. Because when that drunk kept opening the door, he's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 he literally, like, three times or four times right in a row opened the door... Then he walked away, and he's like, oh, hell, one more time. (laughs) Like, it reminded me of you when you keep rewatching something, and then I think you're done with it, and you show me one more time. (laughs) And it's just the goofiness of that kill. Yeah. Because we know what's going to happen, but you wait for it, and the fact that it happened so many times in a row, like, it actually, maybe it's not going to happen. Yeah. So I love that little surprise. Yeah. What was your least favorite kill?
0: Um, So my least favorite is actually technically a double kill. It's the couple, the guy with the big giant nose, and the girl. They're, like, making out in a room, and, like, you don't actually see the kill at all. Like, when uh, I think Sarah – I think it was Sarah who ran in. Sarah ran into the room and – or was it
1: Tom? No, it was actually the guy with the mustache.
0: Okay. So when the guy runs into the room, you know, they're already dead, and you – there was never they're any... impaled. Yeah, they're impaled. Yeah. Which I thought that would have been kind of cool to actually see that happen, but...
1: Only thing I thought was, were they worried it was too much a direct copy of... Well, no, by that time it wasn't out. Because that was a direct kill shown in uh, Friday the 13th Part 2
0: mm-hmm.
1: when they're doing it and the spear goes through both of them. Yeah. So it looked very, very, very similar.
0: Very
1: similar, yeah. Mine, uh... I kind of have two, and let me explain. So, the first was that I did like that mustache guy. At first, yeah. but, like, he's a, such a likable character, and he got got with, like, basically, a, it wasn't a gun. It was, like, a nail
0: driver. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. Um, It just sucked. You, I kind of felt bad. Very minor. Yeah. But the real kill that I didn't like was poor dude who got drowned in boiling hot dog oh,
0: water. Oh, hot dog water, yes.
1: Because then somebody came along and
0: kept eating the hot hot
1: dogs (laughs) and then found like a heart and was like what's this and what's great is i think in that scene when they're like what is this they kind of just like drop it back in there and they're like ah someone's playing a prank again i just uh yuck yeah yuck 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 i do not want to ever get drowned in hot dog water yeah so that's what that that has to be mine (laughs) all right so i don't have a ton of fun facts for this film uh, but a few interesting ones that i'll go through Th- this one is crazy to me so the actual mine was a real mine that was found for the filming of this and it was in Nova scotia so they decided great it's it's like older dilapidated like we want to use it for filming yeah. when the town figured out that they were going to do this the town went ahead and spent 50k to clean up the mine and make it look pretty yeah and when the film crew got there they're like we wanted it to look old, yeah. So they spent seventy-five thousand to convert it back to the way it did look. <laughs> so it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, Canadians always trying to do the yes, nice thing.
0: Yeah. Well, Canadians are nice.
1: <laughs> they they really are. They're, they're great people. Um, but yeah, they said that you know in some of those scenes, like when I go down the cart, that's like a nine hundred foot decline into mm-hmm. the earth. So
0: so I, I wonder if uh, I wonder if that if, if that mine's still there because we do have that. We do have a plan eventually to go to Nova Scotia.
1: That I don't know. Um, obviously, we will look it up yeah. for sure. But, I mean, I know it was a tourist attraction, but because it was an abandoned mine, and obviously that's mm-hmm. tons of dangers there. Um, but still, it's just one of those I find interesting. Why? I guess you could have been more, like, trying things out back in the eighties and stuff and like finding real locations. Now most things are always just gonna be a set or whatever. But that added to the authenticity I felt like going through that mine as opposed to the remake and we'll get to that. Yeah. Um so interestingly enough, can you guess what famous director quotes this as being his favorite slasher film? And I know you don't know many directors. I don't know
0: directors. Is it it's like a someone I would know. Yes. Um Steven Spielberg. No um quentin tarantino yeah really good job (laughs) i know like four directors
1: i I was like this is one i know you know (laughs) um yeah he he's many times said this is his favorite slasher film yeah and it's interesting when you hear someone like that talk about because as i said it's an underrated film and those who appreciate film tend to really enjoy Mm -hmm. this one um there was obviously, as I mentioned, a lot of scenes cut out of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and that—that's the MPAA, you know, had cut it. And you can find it on extended cu- cuts or like director's cuts and bonus scenes. But I think that might have even helped it get more notoriety if they had shown some of the more crazy kills. Yeah. Uh, so a little thing I note—I noticed during the film, and I mentioned to you. If you notice that the beginning of the movie says that you know, it's Thursday, February 12th, yeah, and that the dance is Saturday the 14th, yeah. what does that make Friday? The 13th. Which is when the majority of some of the kills actually happen. Yeah. So it's a yeah, nice yeah. little timetable yeah. of somebody thinking Friday the 13th. It was a common thing, especially after the movie, but hey man, it yeah. tied in. The only other thing I'll say that I know you'll find interesting is that shower scene, they were all actually nude during that.
0: Huh. That would have been nice to have been there. Really?
1: <laughs> Divorce. I'm you're not gonna be my bloody Valentine, I'll tell you that. Alright, so uh now the moment comes. What are you grading this?
0: Um I'll give this like I'll give it a B plus.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at i really struggled i i was teetering on a minus maybe because i don't have the nostalgia with this one Mm -hmm. as much but i still think it's it's a really really well done film and i highly highly recommend it to people yeah all right so now we're moving on as the kind of double feature if you will to the remake so monica why don't you let us know all about it
0: So, My Bloody Valentine was released January 16th, 2009. And this was actually made to be 3D. Um, And, you know, it was released um, in theaters that way. So, it's technically the title is My Bloody Valentine 3D. Now, its budget was $14 million. And the box office actually was... 100.7 million so it made it made bank a lot of money
1: well it hit that perfect timetable of one it's going off of a a very well-known movie yeah and it also it was like that time of 3d movies trying to be a thing i think
0: this was actually because i did see this in the movie theater and i think this was the first 3d movie i've ever seen really yeah I can't well, think you of were any born other. In the 50s, Shut so, up.
1: Um, you didn't. Okay, so now you got me thinking. What are some other really famous? Like I know I'd seen other 3D movies.
0: Yeah, this is the only one that hmm. I can think of that I've actually seen in the theaters. I'm not a fan of 3D movies, and um, in, just in general, just because I do get migraines and everything like that, and something with my eyes, you know, I just yeah. have problems with. But I, I did like you know i did like this in 3D in the movie theater cuz like there are, and you can definitely tell when you watch the movie that it was made for 3D the way yeah. things come at you and you know jaws and blood and all yeah. kinds of stuff is coming out so it was directed by patrick lucier lusher Lucier, something like that can you guess what other movie he directed which is another one of my favorites
1: is it ghost ship
0: no, it's not.
1: Um, is, it, is it a horror movie?
0: It is. It's a vampire movie.
1: Dracula 2000? Yes!
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> so I uh,
0: it. And, you know, obviously it's a, a remake of the 1981 film of the same name. Starring Jensen Ackles as Tom Hanniger, So, we all know him from Supernatural. Jamie
1: And soon-to-be Soldier Boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Jamie King is Sarah. Now, I was like, I, I, I kept seeing. I'm like, I know her. Why do I know her? She was in Pearl Harbor and yep. Sin City.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Uh,
1: see, I, I, I told you while we were watching, I feel like she looked like Michelle Monaghan, but I knew it wasn't Michelle yeah. Monaghan. She looks like her, but the less famous version.
0: Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm like, where do I know her from? But yeah, that's, that's where, like I said, Pearl Harbor and Sin City. Um, Kerr Smith is Sheriff Axel Palmer, and he's another one of those ones. Like, I kept, like, I'm like, I know him, but, like, I couldn't think of where I knew him from, and I kept thinking, he just kept reminding me of the guy that played in True Blood from the Fellowship Luke. of the Sun, Luke, yeah. Yep. But he was actually, he was in Final Destination, he was in Dawson's Creek, Riverdale, and What's Eating Gilbert Grape.
1: Oh, he must have been real young then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, And then Kevin Tig, Tig, -tig I don't know how to say his last name as that guy. Okay. Um, As Ben Foley. He was in Roadhouse in another 48 hours. Mm -hmm. And then Tom Atkins. Yeah, you
1: better add him in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, As Sheriff Jim Burke. He was in Halloween 3. Oh, I know. Season of the Witch. Lethal Weapon. Mm -hmm. And Striking Distance. One of my favorite movies.
1: I hate that you disrespect him by not adding in all the other classic horror, but all the shitty Bruce Willis yeah. movies. Like you don't add in *Night of the Creeps* and. There
0: is no such thing as a shitty Bruce Willis movie. Really. Yes. Really. Yeah.
1: A whole ten yards might argue with that. Uh, excuse me. I didn't say excuse nine Excuse me. I didn't say nine. I they are ten.
0: both masterpieces. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Terrible Hudson Hawk.
0: <laughs> Don't even start. Don't that it I am getting divorce papers together right now. Hold on, where's my pet? How dare you. I just hate
1: that you disrespected Tom Attractions like that.
0: Dare you? Um so obviously, uh it takes place Valentine's Day. Um 1997 there's six miners trapped by an explosion and only harry warden is found alive um but comatose. now i don't believe that they said he didn't eat anyone he just killed them
1: here's the deal we they said in this movie he killed them to preserve Air. oxygen and yeah but they, I think, that, they, might I think not they said, have said the it, same thing. But they might not... See, they didn't mention that the guy had cannibalized in the first film. They just showed it. Yeah. So I guess we're left to believe, because ha- did they say again how long he was down there? So
0: here's the thing. So in the first one, they said they just he just killed them to conserve oxygen. But I think in the original, like they said it was like six weeks. It was weeks. six weeks. Like, it was a long time. So, I don't think it was as long this time.
1: Yeah. And the other key with the change for this remake is uh tom was the one in control of uh, basically getting all the methane out of there yeah because that's what sparked the collapse
0: yeah yeah so i actually have that so when harry warden was found he was in a coma um and the investigation discovers that harry killed the others to to consume his oxygen and tom who is the son of the mine owner was blamed for the explosion because he forgot to vent the methane lines so now This takes place one year, or one year later. um, Harry Warden wakes up from his coma. He kills a bunch of staff and a bunch of patients in the hospital. And he leaves, like, the box of candy with a human heart and everything. Now, there's a whole bunch of people that are having a party at the mine. Mm -hmm. Harry Warden shows up, kills a bunch of people. And Tom, his girlfriend Sarah, Axel, and Axel's girlfriend Irene winds up like getting out well uh tom everyone gets, but tom. Everyone gets tom, tom gets trapped but the cops come and shoot him and, and kill him and everything like that so now 10 years later uh tom returns after his dad dies and then that's when the murders start up so There's similarities to the ones from Harry Warden and everything like that, so now they're kind of trying to figure it all out, and they think Harry's back, but...
1: But what's going on? But what's going on? Tom's there to sell... See, in the original, Tom went away, and all they said is, like, you went out west to teach and he just came back whereas this one it's like you just appeared and tell us where you're going now you're here to sell the mine the mine yeah so So, no one
0: knows what happened to tom in those 10 years no and that's the difference so in the original um the whole harry warden thing happened and then 20 years later yeah all this is going on so tom had nothing to do with with all that what stuff actually initially happened. so but yeah. this one it's only 10 years later yeah.
1: and at this point we should also mention axel now is the town sheriff and he's also married to tom's
0: ex-girlfriend sarah yeah. yeah
1: so yeah already they do establish a few things are much different from from the original yeah but uh okay so then why don't you give us a, the postmortem for this guy
0: all right so a little bit more than the original so there's 24 kills in this one like I said, there's a lot of people in the mines that got killed at the party. There's one sex scene. There's two nude scenes. 22 mm-hmm. screams. Four falls. Two Murphy's laws Now, I was able to count the majority of the hearts. Yep. I got a total of 34. Yeah. But at the very end, there is a scene <laughs> where a closet door is opened and it's stacked like at least like three, four feet high of heart shaped boxes there's at boxes. least a hundred
1: boxes of, of heart shaped yeah. boxes and that's yeah you were yeah. like okay i was I
0: like
1: count. i'm not counting those um we should mention i know you don't know not i know one of us has to have the scene so i won't mention it but yeah this uh this was a very scream heavy movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: very scream heavy yeah. and this was one even though there, we didn't say you said how many falls did you count four weren't they like all sarah basically yeah like, yeah. she was that atypical girls cannot run yeah. in these movies.
0: Bitches be tripping.
1: <laughs> so she just kept falling and falling and falling. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, let me ask you, what did you love besides Jensen Ackles?
0: <laughs> I mean, is there anything else, like, besides that?
1: <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> I damn well know why you like this movie so much.
0: Um. No, I. I did like how like I said we watched this first so I hadn't seen the original up until this point but I do like you know now Tom and Axel don't have as much hate as the you know the characters in the original one but they kind of keep you guessing a little bit I feel like they're, you, you're guessing more because yes. in the original they're like oh Harry's In a mental institution. So you're like, okay, it's it's gotta be Harry. He escaped. Like, that's just the most logical thing. This one, they're like, well, no, Harry's dead. And they're like, well, maybe he's not dead. But then it goes back and forth. Do you think Axel's, like, they kind of make it seem it's one of them. So is Axel the killer? Yeah. Yeah. Is Axel the killer? Is Tom the killer? And it's kind of going back and forth. And it's not really to the end. Like, it's literally like the end scene. You're like, okay, well, which one is it really?
1: Yeah, because, as Monica alluded to, they they definitely try to get you to think. At one point, oh, it could be Harry. Yeah. Because they, you know, the townspeople are exact to revenge. They go to the site where he was buried, and he's not there no more. Yeah. So it, you do eventually get revealed. Harry, for sure, was dead. But uh, the the misdirection. But yeah, the relationship there. They they establish that Axel doesn't like Tom. And the thought, I think, is because he kind of is like everyone else in town who blames Tom for yeah. for the falling. But, like, at that party the year after, he's like, oh, if he shows up, I'm going to punch him in the face. Yeah. And he kind of is a dick. Like, he gra- Axel grabs Sarah and Irene gets them out. But yeah. he leaves Tom to get killed by Harry. Yeah. So you're like, oh, man, Axel is just a dick. Yeah. And as we find out from his, from who he is, yeah. he really is a he dick because he's cheating on his wife. He got this girl pregnant. Like, he's not a good dude, and so you're like, uh, okay, we just know he's not a good dude. But it's funny because Tom, he kind of comes back as a even as a I,
0: nice guy. Like,
1: he's nice, but he's also kind of a dick. Like, yeah. he's selling out the thing that's gonna kill the town essentially, and he's kind of like. I just want to come to the bar, and he gets in fights yeah. with people. But with Axel, he does kind of throw some shit his way. He's yeah. like, you know she settled for you, right? Yeah. Like, like you know, so... Um, yeah, but the tension isn't as great as the first movie, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I... Uh, honestly, the tough part is, like you, I hadn't seen the original in a while, so I was giving credit to things that the original did. But ultimately, I still like the ingenuity with the kills. They were much gorier this time. Yeah. And, I mean, this is when I think of how crazy a pickaxe could be. Mm-hmm. Some of the kills shown in this one yeah. are like, wow. Okay. Like, they're vicious. They're brutal. The oh, There's there's certain ones I just go like, okay, this movie is chalked full of, like, so many memorable kills yeah. for me. Yeah. But really outside of that, everything else I was just like kinda like it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Now what did you dislike about it?
0: So as I said, this, you know, was made for three D. So I feel like when you watch it at home, it kinda takes something away from it. You know what I mean? Like you're if you're not watching it actually in three D, like you know what parts are supposed to be three D, <laughs> but it's just not the same.
1: The C G special effects for like when people get a pickaxe through the back of the head, and the eyeball comes towards the screen. It yeah. looks so cheesy. That was one of the top things I had, too. And there are so many scenes where you get the point of view of the victim, and he's pointing the pickaxe down at you, mm-hmm. which you know is meant to be the 3D. Yeah. Too many movies have used the gimmick of 3D to do shit like that, like purposely like pointing towards the screen. or Yeah. Some- I just wish 3D folks would use 3D for get A depth of feel every so often have like the blood splatter coming towards yeah. you, which,
0: it, it, which it, it did, it did that too. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, it's like, don't make every scene have something that has a 3D yeah. effect, and they overused it.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I also had, and this is where I could compare it the acting almost felt like they were trying to be too professional, and I felt like everyone in that goddamn town was so brooding, yeah, like. There was no, like, except for one scene I know we're going to get to. There was real no, like, lightheartedness. There was no, like, it didn't feel like a real town. Like, it felt, it already felt like an empty ghost town. Like, when he's in the bar, there's only, like, six people there. So, it just felt disconjointed.
0: But, if you really think about it, like, it is a mining town. So, I mean, I've been, I have family that lives in Shimokin. Makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) Little Kensington, basically. Um, It's the Kensington of the mountains. Mm -hmm. And literally, like, we when we went for my uh, grandma's funeral, it was up there. There's nobody up there. We literally went to a bar, like, after her funeral. And, like, our whole family was there. And the bartender's like, are they giving something away? And we're like, well, now we're here for a funeral. We're like, why aren't you usually busy on, like, a Friday night? She's like... We're busy when we have six people in here like literally yeah
1: i agree with that but as you establish with this movie when tom comes back the mine is still in like and it's actually more high tech like yeah in the 80s so there's a lot of people there i'm like thinking the original movie every miner's is like going to that one bar and, yeah. and this town is still like a one bar, town, one bar town a one shop town yeah so you would want to like th- there was a few scenes at the beginning when axel's like getting coffee at the diner and like literally everyone's there that was the only moment where it felt more
0: yeah
1: real it's almost like they didn't have enough money for extras or something i don't know it just it felt too void of like a real town it felt too staged yeah yeah anything else you didn't like No. okay so the scenes i'm sure there's plenty but uh what do you start with
0: um so the first thing I started what's his name uh,
1: give me the character
0: I'm trying to think of who it was oh no, no no it was Kevin I think it was Kevin um when the killers at the house and he he's trying to fight him and everything like that and he puts the axe down in the ground and then he just takes his head and then oh p-
1: wow you really jumped ahead didn't you yeah
0: I did Okay. Okay, well then you start.
1: Yeah, let me, um, okay. You just went to, like, the hour, 20-minute mark of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so I'm starting at the very beginning with the massacre. Okay. That scene is, like, number one, I don't care what the killer is. That's crazy that, like, you walked in. It looked like the set of The Walking Dead. Yeah. There's people everywhere. everywhere. Everyone's gutted the hearts on the windows. He paint it with the blood. Like, here's the deal. That dude starts doing that. He's taking his time with some of this stuff. He's a psycho killer, but he didn't have his pickaxe. Like, what could he have? Even if he found a scalpel, yeah. I mean, how quickly could you take down that many people? And your dude, you just woke up from the that's, coma. That's
0: that's my thing about that is that you're in a coma for a year at this point. Your like, you're going to have muscular be, dystrophy yeah. and everything like that, and you're not going to be able like he technically he probably shouldn't even stand or walk or anything like that he'll need like physical therapy but you know it's the movies and
1: i can i can forego hey we know with every slasher there's like some unspoken supernatural ability of a killer like they're harder to kill stronger fine but like the amount of bodies right off the bat and who knows who else was killed there i'm like I, like, they wouldn't have really gotten there. I would have been fine if it was just, like, one or two dead bodies in his room and yeah. he escaped out the window somehow. But, no, he just, like, cleared house of the entire hospital. Yeah. But he couldn't kill Tom in time by the time he got shot by the cops. Yeah. It's a cool scene because of how it looked. But I was also like, all right, it's a little little out there right off the bat.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and once again, you jumped so far ahead. How do you overlook the trucker-hooker scene? having sex he's videotaping it and then,
0: oh yeah, yeah 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 so
1: so you know this is the only part of the movie where it becomes goofy so <clears throat> it's irene grown up but she's banging a, a a trucker who she finds out has been videotaping their sex and he basically like throws her money like she's a prostitute and her, she's gonna get her revenge on him and she takes uh, a little gun yeah. out instead of taking the time to just get dressed for a second you're so worried about this tape but you're yeah. fine walking. yeah because she's
0: like i'm not a hooker he's like you are now and he throws money at yeah. her and everything
1: which was a good line yeah but <laughs> here's the deal she's like stomping out in her heels but butt not even like in panties just everything's Completely out naked. there yeah um running across this parking lot towards him pointing a gun at him that scene is where i just laughed so much because it was so ridiculous and then obviously the kills happen there mm-hmm. But I was just like, that's such a ridiculous scene because she cared so much about being videotaped. But now she's walking...
0: Across the parking lot. Yeah. And you see the, the landing stripe. I'm
1: amazed you did not have that.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think sometimes like when I'm trying to like write everything down, like with all the kills and the screams and stuff, I kind of forget to write down scenes.
1: Yeah. So then the next one for me is a nice little... When they're at the house, and now he's coming into the house, and he kills the maid in the washer, but Mm -hmm. he also ends up killing um, Tom Atkins, who's the retired cop. Yeah. That felt like, I don't know, like, because you're like, oh no, is he going to kill the kid? Yeah. There was a little more tension in that scene than the other scenes. And the Tom Atkins kill. See,
0: that's I have that. So, I think that the the other guy being killed is first because okay. i have him down first yeah but
1: yeah now explain the kill you're you liked um or the scene
0: well yeah so the next scene so kevin who is ben foley he's in his house like he's drunk he hears a he hears a sound so he goes out onto his porch with his shotgun and he's like fucking harry <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes he plays a great
1: drunk i'll say that yeah
0: so he goes in and, you know, Harry's in the house and they're struggling and, you know, he, like I said, throws the pickaxe down <laughs> into the ground and he picks him up by his head and he's trying to, like, stay away and keep his arms. And then he's just like, oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> and he just like, boom, and then just impales his head on the pickaxe.
1: That that actor, I mean, you mentioned some of the things he's in. He He's also in one of my favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes. You watched that as a kid, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember the one where it's the two guys who are like gamblers and they're basically car sharks and it's him and Lance Henderson, Hendrickson, who's actually in a ton of stuff too. And they're going bet for bet, but then they start betting like fingers. They're like, Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. And they're chopping fingers off and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So
1: He's the guy and I loved him from that. And yeah, he shows up in other stuff. One of my favorite character actors. So yeah. 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 Oh fuck. fuck. What else can you say yeah. at that moment? So, um,
0: Yeah, then I have the next one I have is the Maid in the Dryer.
1: Yeah, which throwback. Now, you didn't know that, obviously.
0: Yeah, so like I said, this, this one was the one that we watched first. So I have a little bit more scenes written down just because with the original, since we watched the second, seen it. Yeah. I kind of already knew some of them things. So
1: I loved, um, and we've already spoiled enough, but we'll spoil this. The uh, the scene when Sarah's in the car with Tom driving, and he's like, I got to show you something. But she's on the phone with Axel. Yeah. And then Axel's basically revealing, like, hey, Tom's been in a psychiatric ward for the past 10, 10 years. 10 years, yeah. And you're still kind of like, is that true? And, yeah. And then even Tom goes, you know, who was that? And she's lying. She's like, oh, it was the mate. And he's like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. And he's like... Sarah, like, what are you doing? Like, he's gonna tell you anything you you need to hear. Yeah. And then she drives a car off. So at this point now, you didn't have any true reason to distrust Tom, and you yep. still are left. Is it him, or did Axel get in her head? Yeah. So I love like that is the turning point where, up until that point, you're like, I, you know, there's a very specific scene, and I guess we might as well say it. When Tom was in the cave or in the mines and he gets locked into a cage yeah and he watches a guy get killed and the harry warden or whoever it is stares at him you go well we know it's not tom because we saw yeah. him get locked into a freaking cage like there's no chance it's him yeah so they did a very specific they did a very good yeah, job at that yeah. yeah so now at this moment though you're like doesn't make sense but is it him? Yeah. You're starting to question it. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: like I said, they 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 do a good job at, like, well, is it Axel? Is it Tom? And then, like, you see that and everything, and you're like, well, it's gotta be Axel. And, you yeah. know, and even when Tom said, like, he's gonna tell you anything, you know, I have to show you something. Like, and then even when he finds, um, uh, so that, that's, that's one, of, one of the ones I have. So, going off of that, when, uh, Tom tells Sarah, "There's something I need to show you." Yeah. So Axel has been cheating with one of Sarah's employees at the supermarket. Yeah. Who is uh, I forget her name, but she's she plays um she plays in the Blacklist. She's the girl in the Blacklist. Yeah. But uh, so she's pregnant because in the beginning he's like, "Well, I know you're going to be with Sarah, so I'm going to give you your Valentine's present now." Gives him a heart um and he was like well i didn't get you anything she's like you are already dead." and she leans up a whisper she's like i'm pregnant
1: god i hate when bitches tell me that yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um babe by the way happy valentine's day (laughs) (laughs) um so you know the look on his face like you can tell what the fuck like so then you're then she winds up dead so like that's one of the things that you're kind of questioning and everything. We're like, oh well, she got Could killed, have been him. Could have yeah. been him because he's trying to get rid of, you know, the evidence and everything. So Tom's like, I got something to show you. So they go up there, and the heart is there, and it's a picture of her and Tom inside the heart, and the cards there from and the
1: closet filled with heart, heart for yeah
0: so it really is kind of pointing towards axel at it this is point. A-
1: and now you're like oh shit she just hurt tom but it is axel yeah and you know it here's here's why that direction also works and it would have worked so much more if you saw the original first yeah. when it was axel you're like it's gonna be axel again yeah so yeah so what what's your next scene?
0: Um, so the the final reveal mm-hmm. when now they made it to the mine cuz the mine the, the father's house is not far from the mine. The Axel's Axel's
1: father's yep. house
0: is not far from the mine. So they you know Sarah's running, you know Axel and Tom they're both kind of going after her, everything like that. So they make it to the mine and there's this kind of standoff scene. So, Sarah has a gun, and you have, like, a triangle kind of it's stance. It's called a Mexican standoff. Yeah. And uh, Axel's like, shoot Tom. And Tom's like, no, shoot Axel. It's him. Like, they're going back and forth. No, it's not me. It's him. Blah, blah, blah. And then Axel turns to her and says, fuck it. Shoot us both. Yep. And they're like, what? Tom- Tom's what? like, Tom's what, like, the what the are hell? you What are you talking about? No, shoot him. Yeah. Shoot him. And then you get that like he starts kind of jabbering to himself
1: no 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 what happens is he he messes up by saying oh you yeah, you yeah. saw he wrote like you know be my valentine above the body of
0: above above of the mistress yeah and I feel like that and, and then, then she, she goes, turns the gun and she was like how did, how did you, you know? know she was
1: dead yeah and how did you know what was written yeah and that's when he's like you told me she's like no i didn't yeah this is where all of a sudden the snap happens and he's freaking out. He's like, "Sarah, turn around." Yeah. He's ha- right Harry there. Harry's right there cuz this whole time Axel or Tom isn't always wasn't always trying to say it was Axel. He was actually convinced it could have been Harry. Yeah. But now you see what appears to be this the minor coming towards him. Yeah. It gets right up into his face and then boom, they show the flashbacks of
0: Yeah because because he's like it's right there it's right there you see harry you see him coming towards and then you see the two of them just turn back and there's nothing there yeah and that's what even axel's like shaking his head he's like there's he's crazy. nothing there and then yeah so then you see the minor come, and then like did he take his the, the hood off no, no didn't he just of...
1: basically gets on his face and you see tom's freaking out and then he just slowly dissipates oh yeah, yeah. and then it does the full reveal of how tom did all this yeah
0: so he was in a mental institution apparently and he dug up the bones of harry and took his mask mask, everything like that and he's been the one doing the killings
1: and then he turns and uh it's a it's a final chase and and go after like a fight between him and axel he's going after sarah she finally uh shoots an oxygen tank which essentially blows him away and uh, yeah, kind of like the original though. He's uh, able to be alive just enough to steal a paramedic's like outfit, outfit and, walk, and away. walk away. So,
0: so I, I do have to say I do have one uh, another scene. Okay. So in this one, when Tom is smashing the lights because he's not yeah. in, he's not, he's not in the minor in the minor outfit. outfit. But I really loved how every time he smashed the lights and the lights went out, it kind of flashed of him in the suit.
1: Of him in the suit to him just being him. To him
0: being him, yeah. No, that,
1: that, I love that effect. And yes the original established that idea yeah that was a really cool effect yeah whether it's useful or not it doesn't matter it no, just looked it cool. just looked really cool yeah
0: yeah because like he smashes the light and then it looks like you can see the headlamps on and then he walks up and he's just in his regular clothes and yeah
1: yeah so yeah i mean uh okay so this one had a lot more kills yeah and a lot of interesting ones yeah i had a lot of problems trying to figure out which one was my favorite but what was yours
0: So my favorite was um, the ex-sheriff, Sheriff Sheriff Burke, when you were saying like the maid and everything like that. And he's out on the porch porch, and he sees a light. So he goes over, he's got a gun, he goes over to the trash can on the other side of the, the railing and he just sees... A light there and mm-hmm. then turns around and you know here comes the killer with the pickaxe and he like uh jams it up underneath his chin and then rips his jaw his off
1: whole jaw and yep. it just
0: comes flying off which like i said in in the movie theater in the 3d that was a pretty cool effect
1: it's also just like brutal because there's a moment where he's kind of just like the blood's there he's gurgling yeah. on he's like yeah and then he yanks it off i'm like yeah. huh Like, yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah. That was definitely in there. But the other one I had as my favorite was the owner of the hotel, a little person.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Here's the deal. You feel so bad for her. Yeah. The only thing that takes it out of it is – you know she she gets pulled. Was she no? She wasn't on her bed. Irene was. She was was she in the closet and he pulls her out, or she just turns around and he's there, right? He was
0: he was in the closet. Yeah. That's right. Cause
1: yeah. Because she was
0: looking for her cat her or dog, dog or whatever dog. it was. Yeah.
1: So you're thinking maybe he'll let her go. Who knows? Nope. No, he takes a pickaxe, drives her from the ground up through the ceiling up through drops it. It's so brutal. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, they really went all out for that. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was uh. I was, just because I wasn't expecting it to be that brutal, and it took me for a surprise, I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay, I have to put that down. So what was your uh, least favorite kill? My
0: least favorite was the kill of Harry in the beginning. Like, they just shoot him. They just shoot
1: him. Well, well, remember, though, they clarify, he wasn't dead after that shot. They traced him down, found him, and then shot him more. So
0: yeah but still that was just kind of out of all the other kills that was just kind of one of the tamest ones so
1: so mine is one that you wouldn't think i'd put down but the uh the kill when it's the guy in the mine and he gets stabbed behind the head and his eye pops out okay because it's such a terrible effect in non-3d and it yeah. looks so cheap i almost put it on the same level as how ridiculous it is in um midnight, midnight Meat Meat train, train where yeah. the eye pops like guys use a practical effect it'll look so much better there's never going to be a cg eyeball popping effect that doesn't look Mm -hmm. bad it just looks really bad it takes it out of you you're like that's a brutal kill but it also looks like shit so yeah all right so i do have a few fun facts for this one um so you were correct in one way this is the first rated r film in real d technology Mm -hmm. Um, but it, I don't have anything... I don't think it was one of the... It's not necessarily... It's definitely not the first horror film because the original Wax House was in 3D. Okay. Um, this film uh, was turned into a haunted house at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, that's cool. So if we ever that's go there... definitely... Yeah. We, we
0: definitely have to go there one night.
1: Uh, the same town... This same town was used and featured in Mothman Prophecy. Oh,
0: okay.
1: So did you ever We're see some, that movie? Yeah. So um is it virginia no that's another fun fact it was in pennsylvania huh. so jensen ackles was here babe <gasps> oh my
0: god where <laughs> <at Pennsylvania?
1: laughs> that where, where's your
0: family from Schmokin. up there really yeah really no yeah
1: but it is pennsylvania yeah. <laughs> it well, co- they, for they all we know a, it, it probably it
0: probably was More i mean it, like if, if it's probably closer to pittsburgh,
1: pittsburgh or something yeah. like that yeah um <laughs> so interestingly enough oh man what
0: oh.
1: what'd you forget
0: i i completely missed the fact of a spooky place that i could have completely connected to this place uh, i could have done centralia you could have i completely missed that
1: <laughs> well you didn't realize it. it was in pa <laughs>
0: damn it but even that's it's a mine yeah. it's a mining town
1: yeah, you missed the a...
0: Damn it! I really <laughs> dropped the ball on that one.
1: Um, so interestingly enough, you talked about Jensen Ackles best known for Supernatural. There is an episode called My Bloody Valentine for Supernatural. Huh. Um Betsy Rue, who played Irene, said she did end up regretting filming that extended nude scene. Yeah. Uh, Cause now she's like she's like she really enjoyed making the film. She had fun. She said, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, she keeps getting referred to as a naked chick running across the
0: parking yeah. lot.
1: So she's like, it kind of sucks, but, you know, I still enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Um. The only other thing that I thought you would appreciate is uh, Jared Padalecki. Padalecki, yeah. Yeah, he, him and Jensen Ackles both just happen to do remakes of horrors. Do you know what remake jared was in and you should I, I just
0: watched it i yep. we did watch it um god damn it uh, <laughs> was it house of Wax? no was it friday
1: the 13th
0: I feel, I feel like he was in another one though
1: he was on friday the 13th the i can tell you that just... yeah okay um so this is a little twist and you would never would have got it Actually, you might have, because they said it. You get 100 bonus points. You know what? I'll even let you go on an even crazier shopping spree if you can get this right. Let me cover the names. Okay. Do you know who the first two characters' names who are killed on screen are? Uh,
0: no, I don't.
1: <laughs> Jason and Michael, an homage to Friday the 13th oh. and Halloween. So, oh, okay. Yep. That's their little way of... Uh, Throwing a little little shade at mm-hmm. the other slashers, um, and then then basically a direct reference to the films is how they die. If you looked at how they died, so huh. yeah, like I said there wasn't a ton. Everything else is more or less they they point out the, the similarities between the original and mm-hmm. this. So uh, now the real the real question comes, babe. Taking out your liking of Jensen Ackles. <laughs> What are you grading this film?
0: Um, I think I'm going to go, again, with this one, a B plus.
1: Okay. I go B for this one. Love the kills. Like I said, the acting is almost, at times, overacting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, like, it's one that I'm like, okay, it's fine, but I'm not, like, I don't know how many times I'll go back and watch it. But it is good. It's better yeah. than most horror remakes. I'll yeah. give it that credit. So... Now what we wanted to do was just say, okay, let's do some quick what did we like better in the original versus what we like better in the remake, and then really give what is our overall preference. We gave our grades already, but still, I think it's always interesting to kind of compare, compare it to. So I know you had more specific scenes or things you want to compare, so let's start yeah. there.
0: Do you want to compare what we like overall first?
1: Whatever you want.
0: Um, I guess I'm going to do the compare. So... Um, let's, even though it's a little out of order because the beginning scene technically is a little bit different from the movie, but the whole idea of the beginning when he's trapped in the mine and everything like that, I prefer the original over the remake because they don't really they just kind of do flashbacks and like newspaper clippings kind of you know what i mean whereas the original like they actually showed him like eating Eating an arm which is pretty cool
1: yeah no i like that too i feel the same way i think the only thing i like about the remake is well it's tough i don't like in a remake the fact that we don't know really how long he was down there if we assume it's six weeks too then okay that can make him break but it seems like he's more just pissed off. Yeah, a I don't Tom. feel like
0: it was that long.
1: No. Whereas the other one, you saw the guy. He seemed like he did have the full psychiatric break, and yeah. he's eating people. So yeah, he snapped. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. The original, I think, it wins in that category. Yeah. Um.
0: All right. Let's try to think maybe specific scenes. So for me,
1: well, not even specific scenes. For me, one of the more obvious things that we already talked about. The tension is handled so much better mm-hmm. between the characters themselves.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, even in the original, I felt like the Sarah thing, she was better showing how torn she was. Whereas yeah. the Sarah in this one, she was more like, Tom, like, I'm kind of pissed at you. Even though she looked at the picture, like, in the original, they kissed. Like, she's mm-hmm. really torn. A- yeah. And, like, it gets to a point where she's, like, fed up with both of them. Yeah. This one, it's almost like she's like, I'm married. It's too bad. Like, you missed yeah. your shot. So, you. Which is
0: kind of understandable, though. No, 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 is no it is. Married, but what
1: but... I'm saying is.
0: But you can still tell that she still has some she, love for she, Tom. She
1: always liked that. And even Axel says, he, he was your first love. Yeah. You can tell. The only thing the original or the remake did a little better was Axel's jealousy of Tom. Mm hmm. But still, once again, the tension was just better done in the original. In the original,
0: yeah. I to agree with that. Yeah. Um, now, which. Scene do you prefer as far as the drier scene
1: the i mean i feel worse but i did not care about the mead i'm sorry to yeah. say that
0: yeah
1: it, and and once again uh the effect you could just go back and forth 80s i think always has better practical effects yeah. even though it was practical in the remake i think you knew that was coming because you saw the original yeah you know so it's like Some of the scenes that might have looked really cool were all just paying homage to the original. Mm -hmm. I also liked, uh, in the original, or you know, the only thing I will give the remake credit for is the who done it. Yeah, is definitely much more like, is it Axel? Yeah, is it Tom? The misdirection was much better, and because they're playing off the idea you you think you know who it is because you saw the original. With the original you literally just go yeah, it's this guy harry there's yeah. no reason not to think that so they didn't it it's nice that it's a complete surprise but i liked how great they could play with your thinking you know what it's going to be yeah. in the in the remake so i kind of give them the edge there
0: yeah um the scene with them smashing the light bulbs
1: it's more cinematically pleasing with the remake because of the Flash. However, it's only there because of the original. So it's kind of tough. Like, the original established... And I don't even necessarily love... Like, I feel like they could have angled that out a little more. They were almost too close to him when he was doing it. Yeah. It's still a great shot. But in this one, in the remake, you see, like, them from Sarah and Axel's point of view. They can see him, like, right there. Yeah, They don't see... To, or uh the killer in the original they just hear it they're like what's that noise yeah so then they zoom over to him so it takes it's like it's cool we know what's going on but it would have been better to build off the suspense of the character so yeah. i think the remake the did, remake it better. did about it, yeah. yeah i think the obvious one um the the original for sure had better looking dudes
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay
1: now what would you have done if jensen ackles had a little ascot thing oh i
0: don't know
1: would you still Can like them? Can I overlook them? it? Can I <laughs> overlook
0: that? I think I could overlook that on him. I, I would not be happy. I would just make him take it off. But
1: obviously, the remake wins in nudity and sex, yes. which it is sad. It, it's weird for me to say it's sad. It was such a staple of '70s and '80s movies to have nudity and and sex scenes. Yeah that the fact that this one the original didn't yeah they had a lot of like we're almost about to have sex or something but
0: and a, but nothing actually yeah happened. they had
1: hardcore making out that's for sure yeah yeah but
0: yeah the men were a little lacking in
1: <laughs> back then the they would have been your type babe
0: no no <laughs> not at all
1: um and it's tough i guess the only other thing we could compare is kills but it's because so much was cut out of the original it's almost tougher to compare yeah like the original did have though as you said the shower scene that fixture the washer they cancel each other out um it's just the ability to show like the uh the tom atkins jaw one yeah like I, I
0: think the kills definitely were better in the uh, the remake
1: although i'm kind of pissed i didn't redo the drunk scene yeah that was pretty damn good too So, yeah, I mean, uh, the kills, I almost give it a wash. Obviously, you get to see more in the the remake. Yeah. So you got to give credit to the original because you didn't see as many people getting killed with pickaxes back in the day.
0: And the reveal.
1: (sighs) Hmm.
0: I mean, I personally, I like the remake. A little bit better, just because, like I said, you have that standoff, and then he's like, "Oh, there's Harry, there's Harry," and then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, it's, he is crazy." It's
1: tough because you've already been led down the road to think it is possible it's him, mm-hmm. and then for sure you know it's him or Axel, so you eliminate Harry, and then they're like they really spoon feed it to you with showing the flashbacks. It's that's a cool way, but I imagine if you had never seen any of these movies the first time watching the original
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're like what it's axel like yeah that's such a like sixth sense style like i would never saw that coming
0: yeah
1: uh, so i don't know it's- and see
0: it was hard it was hard like just because we watched the remake first i thought it was going to be tom again like you know what i mean i thought it was going to be the same person yep. this, yeah. and then i was like well, wait yeah wait there's tom wait then who's that? Yeah.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Had we watched the original first, you would have been convinced at yeah, the end way, it's yeah. going to be Axel. Wait, why is it Tom? Yeah. So.
0: That's I, what's hard about watching them side by side like that. It's just. It
1: is. They both. All. You know what? I'm going to say they're equal in that. Yeah. The sheer surprise of it being Axel, and the better misdirection. They tie. Yeah. Me. Yeah. So. Overall, I mean, obviously, you're tied in grade. I know you're always going to give an edge to the remake because of Jensen Ackles. For me, I always will give the edge to the original, to the original. just because it did more, and it's what allowed the remake to exist. Yeah.
0: All right, so what was the thing that you liked in the original over the remake?
1: Uh, I think we've hit it on the head a couple times, but the the relationships within the town you cared more about mm-hmm. every character even some of the side characters that yeah. died. outside of tom and axel and sarah i didn't give two shits about the girl dying i didn't give two shits about i liked tom atkins but ultimately seeing the sheriff die like you didn't care as much yeah. about, um, unless you liked him mm-hmm. so i cared more about the characters yeah, in the first one
0: yeah i with the original um i really liked how they really made you think it was Harry until like the very end and you know because they were like well he's in a mental institution but and like the cop called the sheriff called and was like you know questioning about Harry Warden and they're like well we have no records of him here and he's like no he was committed there and they're like well he could have been transferred he you know he could be somewhere else or he could be dead you don't know so like when you get to the end you're kind of like oh, it's not him. Because at the very end, when the sheriff shows up, they're like, oh, I just got a call tonight that Harry Warden died like three years ago or something like that.
1: Yeah, no. Like I said, I do like both movies. I will always prefer the original in this particular case, but it's not like other cases where the original so clearly outshines the remake. I think anyone who overlooks the remake too much, you're doing a
0: disservice Mm -hmm. to it. Now, was there anything that you liked in the remake over the original? Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Nudity. Um,
1: no, I mean, the ki- once again, they still surprised me with some kills. They were kills able to show everything. it a little better. Yeah. So, yeah. And as we said, the misdirection.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I, I put. I, I liked how it was more like I didn't necessarily think it was Harry, but you were really kind of questioning, well, is it Axel? Is it Tom? Like, yeah. Who could it be? so nice yeah.
1: yeah i think it's safe to say we both would recommend the movies to anyone yeah um having done this if you were gonna say to someone which to watch first i mean now that you've seen them like i almost feel like you gotta say do the original first right
0: probably because
1: yeah. yeah if you go backwards like you then your whole everything you appreciate about the remake is really just a lot of the scenes are like spinoffs of the yeah, original. Yeah, of the original, yeah. So I would say start with the original, watch that. Maybe that's a good Valentine's Day date.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Get your girl, bring her, be like, yo, yeah, I got some movies for you instead of uh, name some cheesy rom-com that everyone knows.
0: Are you asking me? Um, yeah. Uh,
1: I know you know plenty of them. Yeah,
0: I do. Love Actually, or yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Instead of watching that, this means war. Show my bloody Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> course. so yeah highly recommend them both all right so it's valentine's day love is in the air what are your what is your myth for today
0: so kind of went out the box with my myth
1: is a heart-shaped box
0: (laughs) yeah so i decided to go with the
1: hold on before we continue who sang that song heart-shaped box You better know. I I do. Is it Metallica? Nope. No.
0: It's Oh, Alice in Chains?
1: Nope. But you're at least in the right genre now. Hold on.
0: Oh, I'm thinking Man in the Box. Yep. I do know it. I don't... Nirvana. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) You didn't know it. No, I do. I
0: know this one. Okay. But I'm just going to do it. Whatever. Go ahead, Purdy. Um, so I'm going to go with the Raven. Mm -hmm. So it is Danish and it translates to Raven of the Slain.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, and they're classified as shapeshifters. Now, records from the late 1800s say that when a, uh, a king or a chief is killed in battle and the body was not recovered and buried... Ravens came and ate him. Yep. So this is how they became Val Raven. And the Val Raven that ate the king's hearts.
1: I see what you did there. Yeah, Valentine's
0: okay. Day hearts. So the one that actually ate the heart gained human knowledge and could pre- could perform malicious acts. It was super it had superhuman powers and were said to be just like terrible animals there were other accounts that they were described as peaceless souls in search of redemption and that they flew by night and can only um save itself from its animal form if it consumed the blood of a child Mm. yeah Uh, so there is a danish song in which um, the Valraven makes an agreement with a maiden. Hmm. Basically, uh, I think it's pretty much like her and like her beloved like were separated. And in order for her to find them again, the Valraven, Valraven will help her find him as long as she promises her firstborn son. So he kind of can
1: be like a, a, as like a crossroads demon who makes a deal with makes you. Makes a deal, yeah. Okay.
0: So after the Valraven returns and takes the child, it tears into its chest and consumes the blood from its heart. And at that point, the Valraven Valraven is then transformed into a knight.
1: Interesting. It's a stretch from the Frog and the Prince, but uh, yeah. So wait, let me ask you: Are they always associated with being like evil and mis- mischievous? Yeah. So, but they become a knight. Are they an evil knight, or they're now? It doesn't they're...
0: say. Yeah. Okay. It's so basically they're in raven form, and the only way to get out of raven form is if they eat the heart of a child. Basically.
1: So I knew about this because one of the games I play called Hellblade um it's an amazing game and it's basically this celtic woman who's going through Helheim, which is the hell for norse mythology mm-hmm. and one of the creatures you fight is this foul raven and it's a very it's a bipedal it's like a human with raven like feet yeah. so the head is raven like it's it can like fly at you real mm-hmm. fast and is deadly with blades like very very fast it is like shifting in and out of realities almost yeah um is that common? Is it more like you would just see a raven that had done this? Or is it in that kind of like it's a man raven thing?
0: Um, So it's they said it can be like it'll just be a raven. Like you'll see the raven, but like it can it, it can shapeshift if it um, like if it consumes the blood and the heart and everything like that. Or it's sometimes it says it could be like a raven wolf hybrid kind of thing.
1: So when you say it shapeshifts, can it do any animal, or is it generally just? I like think
0: it's like hu- like humanoid. Interesting,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm I'm curious because I I thought it was always kind of the human crow hi- or yeah. raven hybrid, but yeah. I guess yeah, it would be dependent. Now, I think this would be an easier one to say, especially back then, with the Danes and and their beliefs. If you weren't killed in battle and brought away by Valkyries and stuff, then, yeah, if you're left and you see the Ravens, obviously, are going to flog the battlefield, eating the hearts. But they took that leap to say it ate a heart and now it became this thing. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, and like I said, if you... If you ate the flesh of, like, a dead king or a chief or anything like that, like, left out in the field that wasn't buried, that's when they became these Valraven where they could shapeshift and everything. But only the one who actually ate the heart is the one who gained, like, the human knowledge. And, like, it was said sometimes that they would lead, um, I guess, like, a, what do you call it? Like, the, the the army guys. Like, their, I guess their army Okay. Would lead like their army astray and, and stuff like that, and just be mischievous and, okay. and do things like that. Yeah.
1: So they're always definitely mischievous. mischievous. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So
0: and there actually there is a song. Okay. Um, and I do have the words to this song.
1: Oh, I can't wait to hear it.
0: Yeah, it's a traditional song that was reinterpreted by an electric folk band, which is actually what I was playing yep. before we started. So the band is called sort and Mould. And the song that they wrote, the title is called Ravenin. Ravenin? Okay. Ravenin? Yeah. It says The Raven flies in the evening, during the day he may not. He has evil fortune. The good shall never have. So this is Danish and it's sung in Danish, so some of it It's not gonna translate. It's not gonna translate perfect. completely, yeah. Hear me, hear me, you wild raven, come fly down to me. White silver will I give you if you will help me. My stepmother has banished my love to a far off and foreign land. Red gold I will give you. Take me to him if you can. Silver and gold and precious stones for you I will not have. But the first son you birth shall you give me as a gift. Oh. Um Ermelin laid her white hand upon the raven's foot, and before three days had passed, she stood in front of her lover. It was in the early summer, they lay in their wedding bed, and before nine months had passed, Ermelin gave birth to a boy. The raven flies in the evening, he flies to Ermelin. Remember, you bear the evil fortune, remember the boy is mine. But the raven flies in the evening. So, that's the song.
1: Here's the deal. Now, I wonder if you made a pact like that, like you're doing it for your love or whatever. What if you just don't have a kid? Yeah. Like, is that a way to avoid it? Like, or can it still withdraw its deal with you? I
0: mean, well, so here's the thing. So this was, what, 1800s, I said. Sure. So there was no contraception, so...
1: Were still BJs back then
0: that's true but is that are you gonna do that <laughs> I mean that's it I know
1: I know I know I, I, obviously and we're probably thinking too much into it but uh yeah I I just don't think there would ever be and, and it seemed like in both stories both that song and what you were
0: describing
1: yeah. the common theme is it's someone who's trying to find someone they love
0: yeah
1: and it's the ultimate it's like and it,
0: I I mean I especially like at, at that point in time like when everyone had like 10 12 kids is one of them missing, really? I mean,
1: that's, it's fascinating. Um. So, the yeah, I'm really curious, though, this idea. If they do become the knight, are they this, like, supernatural knight? Or are they just completely human? Like, or do, they, do they possess, like...
0: Well, I know it said if the the ones that eat, like, the chief and everything like that, do... Um, the one who eats the heart gains superhuman... Super, yeah, so human abilities. power. So...
1: I, I, that's curious I mean like
0: I, I, I've i looked at several sources and there's not a whole lot like some of these things like they're pretty cool but there's not a whole lot a of ton. information yeah. especially like ones like this this is like Danish so it's like if you can find something you kind of have to translate a lot gotcha. of it gotcha
1: now I'm curious if uh, really specialty knights or warriors who maybe had a certain prowess and field were being referred to these things like, Yeah. you must have a supernatural ability Abilities. you were a friggin raven that ate a heart you yeah know? No, that's interesting, and it connects very well with the movie. Yeah, sure. I figured,
0: okay, a heart, you know, it's eating the heart, the hearts are being ripped out. Valentine's Day. A lot
1: of people are making deals with these terrible things for love. Yeah. So,
0: yeah.
1: It's the oldest story in history. Uh, You make a deal with the devil to get what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Eve just won a goddamn apple. Yeah. Tell a woman she can't have something. She'll ruin the world for everyone else. (laughs) Nice. All right. So then uh, now that you missed the ability to use Centralia. I
0: know. I can't believe. Well, see, because I was so focused on Valentine's Day. Sure. Hearts, like things like that, that I didn't even think to, like.
1: Don't worry. There's plenty of other. I mean, there is a very specific movie and a video game franchise that's based on Centralia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll, I'm sure, at some point get to it. Yeah. But, all right, right, so what is your place?
0: All right, so for my haunted place, like I said, I wanted to go with, like, a love kind of story. So, it is the Don Cesar Hotel, which is at 3860 Gulf Boulevard, St. Pete's, Florida. In the 1890s, a man named Thomas Rowe was studying abroad in London. And while he was there, he would frequent the opera. So, one night he went to see an opera called um, Maritana, which was apparently one of his favorite operas. Now, one of the stars of this opera was a beautiful young woman named Lucinda. So, the two fell in love and they would secretly meet at a fountain um, like in that area of london and they actually nicknamed each other maritana and don cesar who were the title characters of the the, opera from like where they met so apparently lucinda's parents found out about their relationship and they didn't improve because they were different religions Mm. so how different like it didn't say what religions they were. It just okay. said that the, because they were different religions, they didn't approve. Probably I mean,
1: Catholic and. Protestant.
0: I mean, she, she was. She was. She was probably. Um, they were probably Catholic because, um, once they found out about their relationship and they didn't approve, they took her back to Spain. Hmm. So I think Spain most and yeah. Spain is Catholic. So um, he probably
1: could have been Protestant. He could have
0: been Protestant. Yeah. So. They apparently had promised to write each other and, um, you know, send letters uh, back and forth and eventually, like, meet back up later on and everything. So, now, Thomas did write to Lucinda, but every single letter that he sent was returned unopened. Mm. So, he later returned back to the U.S. and settled in Florida.
1: Wait, that's also got to suck. If she went to Spain... And was he still in London when He, he was still there? in London. I think though, back then you still had to send it by ship. Yeah. And like well obviously no matter what you had to send it by ship.
0: I mean at least there like at least there, like they were still on but the same still, continent. But
1: yeah, even when you get the ship, like imagine how slow so you're waiting, like it takes three to four weeks just to get to her. And yeah. then you gotta wait for it to come back so to come back. Like, Son yeah. of a
0: bitch. Yeah. So, apparently, he had been writing her for years. Yeah. Like, even after, but like I said, every single letter was returned unopened. Somehow, though, he, when he came to Florida, like, he eventually did get a letter. Mm -hmm. So, he only ever received one letter, and inside the envelope was an obituary for his love, Lucinda. Mm. And a letter that was written on her deathbed... And it said, my, um, it was addressed to my beloved Don Cesar, asking why he never wrote her. And she wrote in the letter, Time is infinite. I wait for you by our fountain to share our timeless love. Our destiny is time. Yeah. So obviously the parents intercepted it, sent it sent back, it back yeah. you know, everything like that. And all this time, She thought that he He never wrote her. And one of the speculations was, you know, of course, they say she died of a broken heart because she was so in love and everything like that. So Thomas was heartbroken. And in 1925, he started to building a tribute to his lost love. So apparently he was like this investment mogul. Like, yeah, like he had money and everything like that. So, in the lobby courtyard, he built an exact replica of the fountain that him and Lucinda would rendezvous when they were in London. Um, There was an extravagant opening in 1928, and the hotel became a famous hotspot for the rich and famous, such as Al Capone,
1: Uh
0: FDR, and F. Scott Fitzgerald.
1: Why are you saying fuck Scott (laughs) Fitzgerald?
0: His name is F. Scott Fitzgerald. (laughs) Um, So during the Great Depression, the Don Cesar Hotel actually thrived instead of, you know, a lot of places were shutting down because it had a partnership with the New York Yankees as their hotel for spring training. Mm. So like that's kind of what kept it afloat. So this is kind of sad. (laughs) So, in 1940, Thomas died of a heart attack in front of the fountain that he dedicated to his beloved Lucinda. Yeah. So, at the time, now, I I had read, like, so many things. So, there was two conflicting things. So, one said, like, he swore he would never love again and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, apparently, he did get married at some point.
1: You ain't got to love someone to marry That's true.
0: That's true.
1: I hear that. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. Talking about my
0: first wife. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um. But at the time of his death, he did not have a will, and at some point, like I said, he did married, but was estranged from his wife, mm. and the hotel went to her because sure. you know, and I guess he, I guess he didn't have like any children. I don't think any children or anything like that so because it was left to her she didn't really care for it she didn't it just fell into ruins so in 1942 it was bought by the military and converted into a va hospital okay. and it was used for two years as a hospital before becoming offices for the military so this went on for a while but again became vacant by 1969. It was repurchased again in the early 70s um, and after reservations the don cesar reopened as a hotel again in 1973. now upon its reopening workers and guests have reported hearing like odd sounds feeling a ghostly presence the doors opening closing by themselves and especially on the fifth floor in particular there's a lot of paranormal activity and that's where thomas lived Mm. when like he owned the hotel and there's also reports of seeing a figure of a man in a white suit and a panama hat which is what thomas always wore he always wore this snazzy white suit and this hat that sometimes people see like when they come in the front door they see this man standing there to greet him but then once you talk to him he just disappears Mm. So that was pretty interesting. Holographics. Yeah. (laughs) And in particular, it is said that um, the entity can be spotted near the fountain, holding hands with a dark-haired figure in a Spanish-style dress, who people believe is Lucinda, that not even death can stop the power of love.
1: Interesting. All right, so I have a few things. One, he fucked up. He should have got in contact with the Valraven. (laughs) could have sold that shit there we go linked it yeah he could have easily handled this whole can't get find his lover so here's the issue and and the only way i'm calling bullshit on any even chance of citing this i understand he built this shrine of love yeah but ultimately if they are in ghost form she died in spain he died there yeah and now she can float on over and they can be together, why wouldn't they go to the actual place in London? They can go anywhere they want. Like, what's the yeah. difference at that point? Um,
0: really? Really? You have to shit on my love story. <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> I'm saying, it's a, what I like about it is this is one of the few that hasn't been full-on they're not. They're definitely not mean spirits. They're there. Well, for that's that.
0: that's what like they're saying because like I I think like some of the other like they were saying some of the other ghostly like feelings and and things like that were because it was a hospital. You know, we always know people die in hospitals. Sure. You know, things like that. But um, it was specifically said that no, there ha- is no malicious entities there. Like basically that he is looking over the place, keeping it safe. There has never been any incidences where anyone has gotten hurt or anything like that. But like, you know, just once in a while, little eerie things here and there. I I guess,
1: you know, with everything we've ever said about a place, and we've always talked about the negative energy Mm -hmm. and the power behind that. I mean, the inverse of that would have to be love. Mm -hmm. And if this thing was, this thing, it's not if. This thing was created out of pure love for this woman. If he truly went his whole life and that was his energy, whatever, I guess in theory, yeah, it's the same idea. Like, he truly felt unfulfilled with the rest of his life because mm-hmm. he never got to get the love of his life. And getting that letter would have been devastating. Yeah. So it's, you know, I I give credence to it for that alone, that if we can believe that hatred and whatever could spark something – why not love Mm -hmm. like you know that's got to be the the most powerful if not equal to hate that can really bring the energies it's one of those ideas though then you get into would you rather be a ghost that stays here for eternity with your love or do you want to go to heaven if there is after like whatever yeah you don't i don't know it's a sweet it, it is a sweet thing yeah get your val ravens next time yeah and uh yeah, man, that's um, that whole idea, and it, especially back then, yeah, religion was so much more prevalent of being a, th- a deal breaker. Yeah. But could you imagine being a parent? Now, the girl could have died of who knows what. It's the 18, whatever. She yeah. could have got measles. She, you know, who knows? Um, she could have just gotten cold. That's what I mean. Yeah. But regardless, if they truly did this, if they returned these letters, if they then saw her write that letter yeah imagine how those parents have yeah. to feel like come on man like don't stand in the way of that shit it's just it, it, it's amazing um but yeah like we've seen many times and florida is a hotbed of places that it are is. built for love
0: yeah
1: for one reason or another i mean
0: this this place still stands it's called they call it the pink palace because it's We'll definitely i think pink. We'll, i mean so we'll i'm sure we'll get back it
1: down to florida it, it's fascinating um I like that. It's a uh, very casper yeah. of a friendly ghost. I
0: mean, when you know the world opens up at some point, we'll have to go down there for a spring break. So I'm sh- sure this is somewhere near that area. Yeah. No. So.
1: No. It's it's an interesting one. And it ties very nicely with love and Valentine's Day. So good job, babe. Yep. Sorry to poo-poo on it yeah. at first.
0: <laughs> Shit on my love story. <laughs> but I love you. I love you. <laughs>
1: so with that everyone we want to say we do hope you have a great valentine's day and if you are listening to this podcast chances are you are a horror fiend so do something a little out of the obvious you know get a get a horror heart like chocolate heart or something or like do something just out of the ordinary i
0: may have gotten you something like that that's horror related for valentine's day
1: i need to go get i thought we said nothing
0: but no, no no it's not it's not like that okay it's not like that
1: well, either way, now I have to go and get some stuff done. So if you're like <laughs> me, do that. Hopefully you're not waiting too long. Um, but if you haven't already, please make sure subscribe to us on iTunes, on Spotify. If you can, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating. It would really help us. Even if you want to bash us in the comments, we'll still respond. And I am currently working on our YouTube page and uploading all of our old episodes with actual footage and pictures of all the things we've been talking about. So keep an eye out for that. And with that, we want to say have a good night. Until next time.